Osiris. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 101 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolak. And thanks for joining us as we uh, take our journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. We're into the three-digit episodes, um, and we're into week two of um, the the Quarantine Chronicles here on Bluest Tape as we um, we stay... We sadly stay in our comfortable homes for the betterment of all of society, and we act like it's a terrible thing. It could be a lot worse. Could be. It could be very much worse. Um, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. This week is the, the first. Is last week was spring break for Presley, so we decided to sort of let him enjoy it a little bit and now this week moved up uh it's more of a uh, more business-like tenor around here mm. uh, you know and uh we uh if i could i think i got a good you know getting a good four to five hours of work that's probably overestimating a little bit but <laughs> the thing that the thing that's funny about it is is that i can go back and i can say all right i'm gonna i'm getting things done i'm in a groove and then you know, when you're at home with your family, your family will interrupt you. And yesterday it was, hey, Presley's teacher just a- just asked if we could do a Zoom call. Can you watch the baby for a minute? And it's just, you know, yeah, baby, huh. b- babies stop production right. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's pretty good. He's a very good kid and he's pretty chill and he sits in my lap and that's like, just let me finish this. And of course he just starts touching everything on the oh, laptop. Sure. And then I put him on the rug and then discovered the rug was shedding. So that when I picked, rolled him over, he had like a giant piece of carpet fuzz in his mouth. So, you know, it's just gonna have to be the, the idea of multitasking. I think is just going to be pretty well shot for a little while. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's all about, it's sort of like a, you got to stick and move, you know what I mean? Like you get in, do a lot of stuff really fast, return some emails, you know, check your voicemail or whatever. And then, and then, you know, be able to step away and things are happening while you're not there, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And be able to jump right back in and move them, move the ball further down the field. Matriculate, matriculate the ball down the field. Yep. Um, okay, so we set up in our last episode uh, our uh, Sweet 16 for, for COVID-19 bracket. And um, we're ready to, uh, to, dig, to dig in a little bit here. So w- um, what we're going to do, we've got uh, 16 shows picked. And so that's, uh, that's eight first-round games. Um, and we're going to break these down into uh, uh, pairs of games. So we'll do uh, two episodes or two shows per episode uh, for the first round. Right. And that, that what we decided. Yes. Okay. All right. I get confused sometimes. And then, um, 
so we're not you know we're not going to go we'll go you know we'll talk a little bit about them we're not going to play a ton of music uh we might play a cut from each one at the end but um then we're going to throw it out to you guys to uh to vote and uh and and pick pick your show we're not gonna we're not gonna try to um put too much weight on the scales but I, i'm guessing some opinions might come out as we discuss these things uh, so uh so yes yeah, so this is uh it's about you guys helping us out and you know try to have a little bit of fun as we all miss uh college basketball sports in general but specifically march uh in uh in college basketball so uh, anything else we need to add jeff i don't think so i think that's I think you got it okay got the rules got the ground rules down is it possible is there is there a uh is there a show from memphis that might potentially have to you know have some of its song removed songs removed from their service <laughs> no we've been pu- we've been punished accordingly okay uh for for past transgressions got it uh yeah future transgressions we'll see I wouldn't um, want like a mud island 97 show you know to get to the, just- to the finals and it's wiped from memory at this point. Yes, I think I think they're actually probably staring in the face of uh, the Mud Island '97 run being just eliminated from people's memory. Yep. So, banners taken down. You know, it I, just I, never happened. And I, I, I actually have to say, I think that uh, you know, you could look at the second night of that run as as a you know a, a bubble bubble show on this bracket, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that be that was in the conversation. The uh, the committee considered it. I mean, so I guess the other thing to add, we've got 16 shows and 11 of these, right, are the official yes. archive releases. So um, so only five at-large bids. So there might be a couple shows in here that you might think, well, why are they there? But um, as we considered, if the band felt that they were important enough to, to release in a multi-track um version then then they were important enough to be considered among the i guess the top 16 shows that makes sense makes sense to me okay um all right so um we'll uh we'll get started with uh the 116 matchup which uh until a couple years ago had had never you know never seen a 16 upset of one but um I don't know how long it'll take before we see it again, and I don't know that we're going to see it in this, but who knows. Uh, so the one seed is the uh, the Vaughn Brown Center show, show from Huntsville, Alabama on April 3rd, 1996, and they are taking on the 16th seed, which is 7-11-95 from Columbia, Missouri. We should have, uh, we should have named each bracket... Uh... I think so. We'll call this maybe the T. Lavitz, the T. Lavitz region. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. I think it's important that he uh, that we tip our caps to tip our caps to him. So you told me before we started, you have a lot of hot takes. So I'm gonna let you start with your hot takes uh, for for this for this matchup. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I have a ton of hot takes for this matchup specifically. Um. You know the the seven eleven ninety five show. I had honestly not spent uh, a ton of time with um, over the years. Um, there are definitely some shows from summer ninety five that that I am familiar with, and I don't know that this is one of those. Um, the the I was more familiar sort of with the late July and early August stuff. So um, 
I guess the seven twelve ninety five Lawrence Kansas. I knew that. That was a that was a bootleg CD uh, called Double Jointed. Double Jointed, yeah, which I had. We and um, we did a whole episode about Lawrence right. Kansas. Yeah, and oh. so um, that's really a, a fantastic show, and it's kind of interesting going back and looking at that set list, uh, you know, in perspective of uh, the seven eleven ninety five. So. Um, should we should we run through the set list or what do you think or just highlights or sure. what, what do you think so you um, so first set is uh, please into bar stools um, you know I mean I think Bart and this is something I think also was at the uh, was this in the Montreal show I think it was there's an early bar stools I think it was in the three hole maybe in that nine eight ninety seven show and so that struck me going back and listening uh, to these things again. I feel like the early Barstools is just such a massive statement. You know what I mean? Um, just like we're we're uh, we're not fooling around tonight. Yeah, this I mean, this first set's really strong. Um, there's actually a lot of similarities in this set list. I mean, so, same songs as there is in four, that they played on four three ninety six. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, please Barstool starts off holding uh, into B of D for the third and fourth songs and then you got to bring it down uh can't get high better off let's get down to business roberto porch song to close out um i had probably had the show for a long time but it was, it was always a soundboard and i hated how it sounded and so i honestly never listened to much of it and i spent a lot of time trying to find an audience tape of it which i feel like i eventually did i feel like steve brothers and those guys out of st louis you know we've talked about my version towards 90 soundboards and that definitely trans transferred to that show so i didn't spend a lot of time with either but that was just more of a out of a you know personal taste thing as opposed to just not getting around to it yeah and so um you uh you got us through the first set right um yep and uh another thing that stuck out to me was the um or birth of port song and i saw that in the set list um knowing that that uh that johnson city 96 rebirth of port songs like one of my favorite moments of panic of all time um and so this being less than a year prior to that i was like ooh, maybe this is a you know an, an earlier or another you know example of that uh pairing of the uh you know rebirth is slipping into uh to fast porch but uh alas it wasn't quite it was more of a i mean it was it was a segue but it wasn't quite as uh uh silky as that as that spring 96 <laughs> so um so anyway that was that for the first set and then into the second set uh way to the world opener uh, and then space wrangler and then uh jack into worry which is a really nice combo uh and then a takeout airplane <laughs> an untethered takeout yeah, sort of, yeah. I mean, I mean it, airplane came pretty quick. You know, I mean, it wasn't like a a long break between those two, but yeah, um, not often you see that combo. Well, uh, especially it's not even. I mean, you'll see takeout not with porch necessarily, but maybe at the beginning of a set, end of a set, or at least. But this one's completely it's just sort of standalone. Uh, standalone, very much standalone. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, in a great spot though, middle of the second set, uh, you know, after that big worry and then just sort of taking a breath before the airplane, uh, you know, which is a, um, pre takeoff. but that leads into, 
I mean, really a fantastic segment to end the first or second set, which is Radio Child into Maggot Brain, um, and then the spoken word introduction at the end of Maggot Brain. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Into Heaven, into Proving Ground, which is just, I mean, that's like bonkers. Um, and that's a that's a you know pretty pretty early Radio Child, twenty um, first. Uh, time ever that was played because that was debuted just in the spring uh, of 95 as we record this is it the anniversary march 24th is that the uh it is it might That's be. What i was, was uh, uh listening Oxford to that Ohio. show today uh no ann arbor is today oh ann arbor okay so today uh, is uh, uh the 24th so it's there. it's radio child's the 26th right yes yeah so i was i had the place right but the date wrong so it was the millet hall show which was march 26th but how come we how come we just don't have this memorized i actually have to look this up it's terrible um but either way an early radio child which uh in some ways i feel like it was a little more spacey a little less uh high super high energy set closer um so all in all i mean that's a, a tremendous end to the second set and then a great encore i mean this is uh, you know, this is a great encore. Um, let's get the show on the road with this just JB and Sonny. And then get up early in the morning, um, which had a bunch of different things going on at the beginning of it. It had a Nutcracker Suite, and I think there was another Professor Longhair tease maybe at the very beginning. And then I just love early. I mean, I think it's so much more fun than any of the other JoJo sort of encore traditional type songs. Um, well, I want to go back and talk about the maggot brain for a second. Uh, first of all, I, w- I do want to apologize. Well, actually, it's not our fault that we were supposed to do a pretty substantial 25th anniversary retrospective of March 95 until our plans got scrapped mm-hmm. to thanks to the uh, right. coronavirus and yeah. canceling of the, AC- of the NCAA tournament. Um, so I do want to put in a pitch for 32495 from today with a absolutely incredible version of stop go i mean the whole show is great but that's it's just particularly great also it's really too bad because we're going to have a whole lot of time to talk about jacko pierce that we didn't oh, get golly of course and uh I, I was preparing some things um you know a lot of talking points about jacko pierce but um this maggot brain is incredible and frankly these last three songs of the of the second set in any other 116 matchup you know you know this is this is at the point of the show or where the 16 seed might be down all it takes is one plucky you know red shirt sophomore off the bench to come in shooters got to shoot and uh got to come in make some make some threes maybe get them back into the game and it starts off with that maggot brain um i think uh again this this show is is good. It's very good at the start, and then the middle's a little mushy, but the end closes strong. And the Mega Brain's incredible. It's eight minutes long. The spoken word intro is at the end. Mikey's guitar just is just like slightly distorted enough mm. to sound even more dangerous than what it usually sounds on, on maggot brain. It's not a clean maggot brain by any stretch. And then it just falls into heaven, and you think everything's going to be okay. You're going to be safe. And then, oh, let's just play Proving Ground and blow out your eardrums. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a great show. And like I said, with a 
as a 16 seed, uh, this could give the number one seed a bit of a shot, but in the end, I just don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, it's up against one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you had, if it, as we do in real college basketball, you know, a an overrated one seed, you know, or maybe uh, a, a small <laughs> conference team, you know, that uh, that hadn't been exposed to a bunch of you know competition all year, sure. and then somebody just gets really hot, um, you know. So, but I don't think you're going to get that situation out of the, uh, the Huntsville show. No. So, uh, speaking of, we'll move into that, which is, uh, April 3rd, 1996 from the Von Brown civic center. I've been calling it Von Braun my whole life until I know, but it's like Von, Brown. Von Brown. Cause you're, we were watching a uh, moon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from Huntsville, Alabama. And, um, so as, uh, I think most, I would say almost anybody who's listening to this podcast is familiar with this show. Um, if you aren't, then just honestly, just pause <laughs> us. Just pause this right now. Go listen to this on it's on the Spotify, right, and on Apple Music. It is, and, yep. uh, or Nugs, or or honestly, go to re-listen because the you know self plug the soundboard matrix that I did five years ago or ten years ago was really. It is really good. It's not quite the same as the multi-channel soundboard, but it sounds good. Um, so anyway, we'll run through a uh, set list here. First set is uh, Better Off Into Pigeons. Um, so you got uh, schools schools getting things going early. And then uh, let's get down to business into Radio Child again. Um, and that goes into uh, Pilgrim's. And then uh, Solace, which is a uh, sort of a, um, a hanger on from the sit and ski tour, right? I mean, do we get that? Um, that is an all time eight eight times played. Yep. Uh, all by the end of uh, yep, sit and ski through spring '96. That's yep, it. So four times in the sit and ski, and then four times in spring of '96, um, and uh, six of those times it came after Pilgrims. Mm-hmm. So kind of an interesting little combo. And then a nice little outro sort of uh, pilgrims. Uh, you get uh, one by one, which is uh, always fun in a first set. And then, um, I mean, this, it works on paper. It's really kind of <laughs> it's bizarre. Really, it's totally bizarre. Uh, but the end of the first set is a maggot brain into can't get high. And then um, sandbox, the first ever sandbox. The first sandbox. Um, and then uh, Papa's Home, uh, unsplit Papa's Home closer, which I am fully support support of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sort of. I mean, I've always just thought that everything in the show in the first set was just top notch. But like sitting here looking at that set list, that end of the first set is just really weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like had we been at if, if let's transport ourselves ourselves back mm-hmm. to 1996 as we are with our with our brains now mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we're waldorfing and statlering it uh at the vbcc and we're probably enjoying the set you know and for i think pilgrims in the five hole or the yeah the five hole that's an interesting selection in the mm-hmm. middle of the first set pretty uh rare that that would show up there and uh and then all of a sudden maggot brain you think things are going to pick up and then i think you'd probably just say wtf as to the can't get high coming out of maggot yeah i mean brain. it's almost like a i mean are they 
are they yeah exactly you're just messing with us at this point um which again compare that to the last show with the maggot brain into heaven which also works which also but it, it again it's just heaven at least starts off in a manner that you can see the songs flowing together but yeah just go from let's go from uh let's go from this funkadelic psychedelic uh ear splitting instrumental to well, one of the one of our bigger hits one of the songs that we tried to get on the radio and so on so and then the f- great sandbox first sandbox and then yeah the papa's home is awesome too all right and then as they move into the second set after you get your your brain right um i could see where things got <laughs> would get sideways because the <laughs> second set is just balls to the wall i mean there's not um it's yeah it's good uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I would say that there's probably, there'd be ways to make the set list more perfect, but uh, it's pretty good. So um, open with Diner, Porch Song, Please, uh, which is a pretty ridiculous one, two, three. Um, but, uh, you know, Diner diner opener is not like altogether unheard of, but uh, it's just a, it's a pretty... Pretty solid rock'em sock'em to start things off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they take their breath for just a wee second with an I'm not alone. <laughs> and then uh, and then tie your shoes, Arlene, vacation takes you into the uh, drums in the second set. Anything good there, you think? Yeah, just a couple, couple things there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show that has always existed in really, really high quality. Mm-hmm. Even the audience tapes, Ryan Varnum, I think, did the Sheps yeah, CMC fanta- six, CMC sixes, tapes, yeah. um, and I think that was one of the. I think that was when we were trading, probably one of the earliest, super high quality tapes that most everybody had. That show made the rounds, mm-hmm. um, and again, I remember having it. I think I, um, this was definitely on tie dyed paper uh, tape cover, um, papyrus, fun. but. <laughs> not, not, I never mix papyrus and tie dye. Oh, okay. I will show. I will show you next time I go to the Northern Archive. I'll take pictures of my case logics of tapes mm. that are all still organized, and the, the, which ones have papyrus and which ones do not. There was also a couple other fonts I used too. I will have you know, Harvey. We should uh, make a thing where, like, if somebody oh, no, we shouldn't because this goes against like <laughs> all of the taper things. But I was like, if somebody donates to the show then you could like send them one of your old tapes as a reward. <laughs> but then we're literally selling live tapes on podcast, which is probably not cool. I guess. Oh, I will sell them. I'll send them uh, like a, my analog copy of, of eight twenty seven seventy two or something like that. Yeah. I mean, probably the tape, the music, I mean, the music is not as important as the case. That's so you just sure. send, them, send them the case and the J card. I'll demagnetize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. A massive diner to open the second set. Uh, that, t- that, that, uh, transition into tie your shoes and then tie your shoes our lean vacation yeah. is is truly just come on mm-hmm. i mean just just yeah. come on yeah uh, and then the drums which again is a little bit of a break and then it's and then again it's just so intense after drums i mean gilded splinters is like the lowest key track in the uh in, of the four that come after drums. yeah i feel like the only th- i mean i feel like blackout blues is kind of a I mean, I'm sure at the show it works and it does on the tapes too, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's kind of a clunker in that spot or is a missed opportunity at least. 
you know, the band understands its audience, Harvey. And sometimes you just gotta you gotta throw in a dancer because there's not a lot of dancing. Yeah, there wasn't much dancing going on post second post drums there with gilded no. <laughs> contentment. No. So okay. Headbanging, a lot of headbanging. Fair enough. Um, and then um, single song encore, but truly you can't you you can't. I mean, I guess you could say, but. Again, it would be the akin to someone listening to this podcast that has never heard this show. Um, somebody could argue that this is the flip the bird encore, but it's really not. Can't mm-hmm. find my way home. I mean, literally, they could have just went up and played like one note and waved to everybody and been like, "You don't need any more. Right, you don't right. deserve. It. We're done here." Um, but all in all, a great show and definitely worthy of. The number one seed, and this was the what? This was the third, second or third, second show they put out officially, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, after 12 1, 2000, and then 4 8 89 was the third. And um, I think it's sort of in the same vein as the, as like, I mean, not to compare the shows even, like 5 8 77, that everybody yeah. had oh, a tape yeah. of it, you know? So yeah. you don't want to, you're finally doing this archive release, you know, don't put out the thing that everybody has a fantastic tape of. Or has a fantastic 80, 20 audio or soundboard audience mix. Hey. Matrix, Matrix hey. mix right. done by H couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, but honestly though, I'm glad that that wasn't, you know what I mean? That they, they went with stuff that wasn't maybe quite as circulated. Although it was, was, the second, the Valdosta 89, is that the second release? Third. Okay. Well, I thought I this was the 12, third. No? This is the second, I thought. 12-1, then 4-3, and then 4-8. Okay. Or maybe it was the other round. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, I mean, when you compare the two, um, you know, uh, it's hard. I mean, you look at 7-11-95 on its own is is really really strong but then it's hard when you sort of like lay them out side by side um, i definitely think the encore from uh from the 95 show is is better um and I, you were thinking that the, you thought the maggot brain was probably a better performance of maggot brain yeah so yeah you're right carbondale one valdosta two huntsville three okay well played harvey yeah yeah um, but I guess my point on that was if Valdosta was too, it's like, well, there are really good tapes of that show around too. So it's not yeah. like, um, but, uh, so yeah. So anything else on this matchup we want to, uh, want to talk about? I don't think so. On? You know, I think okay. in uh, basketball parlance, this is a, a, uh, probably closer to a Georgetown Princeton than maybe a, uh, Kentucky IUPUI 2003 tournament. Or 2002, whenever that was, when they were 116. But uh, I think the one seed uh, should prevail in this one. All right. Um, okay, so then we move on to the 8 9 matchup. Uh, you've got uh, 9 8 97 from Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada. And then the 9 seed being night three of the 2001 Oak Mountain Run, 72901. They released that whole run as a single release. Um, and so we just sort of picked one to go with the, the night before this, that 728, um, there's a lot of really good stuff that night too. Um, so it was kind of a toss up between, uh, those two, but I think ultimately, uh, the third night was, 
was probably slightly better. So, um, do you want to do you want to cover the eight seed Montreal? Sure. Uh, this is a, again, this is an official release by the band. Uh, they just put it out on vinyl, actually, um, like they did the Carbondale show. Um, this is a team that could definitely, or a show that could definitely uh, have a claim to being underseeded. Um, I'm surprised uh, that you put them so low in your bracket. I had them, I think I had them somewhat higher, maybe a three seed. Uh, but get started off with Heroes, great opener, very standard for the era, and then Barstools and Dreamers in the two-hole, like 7-11-95. Uh, Travel and Light, third, which again, it's 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 Barstools in the two-slot, Travel and Light in the three-slot, Greta in the four-slot. This yeah. is... I feel like you that's can, a... You, yeah, can see where this, you see where this is headed. Yeah, like, you know we're, where the, we're here, we're here, we mean business, we're here, yeah. you know, pay it, attention. It, in front of a crowd, which I guess I don't, I mean, this isn't probably, this is a pretty small place and there's not a lot of people there. Um, again, tapes from this show, I don't know if they were, they were never really hard to come by, but I think there was only one taper of that show. Um, Sarah Brown, maybe with AT 4051s, okay. if I recall. God damn, how do I remember well this? Yeah, um, I think it was Sarah that made this tape, but um small crowd very much like that 11 16 uh, 98 show from buffalo um it's and uh 10 14 96 where the band definitely just seems to oh all right we got 200 people here well we're gonna play like your 20,000, the colonel bruce way right yeah, yeah. and and um play like you mean business so tra- traveling like greta in the three and four slot uh last draw into holden i mean seriously and then can't get high is the sort of a throwaway song Man, that thing just keeps popping up right you just, just can't, can't avoid it's the it same, same slot as the yeah. as the one um second from the end or third yeah, from huntsville. the end same slot as huntsville mm-hmm. and then four cornered room worried and the first set <laughs> so there's really not much else that you think the band would be able to do but somehow in set two they certainly accomplish it yeah yeah it's definitely um there were nights like that, right, where you you know it's set break and you're like, did that just really? I mean, are they gonna? Are they? Is there a chance they're not coming out? Like, cause what else are <laughs> they gonna do? Um, I remember the Palace '97 show feeling that way at set break. Sure, uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, this is one of the shows. I mean, this show and Five Seven Ninety Seven, which we'll get to. I mean, you could argue the first set's better than the second set. Yeah, or as good, and that's pretty rare. I mean, we've never done an episode of better for shows with better first sets than second sets. Although I think it's, it's possible. There's definitely some out there. Oh, without uh, a doubt there are. Um, but it's always, it's one of those where you, th- you look at it and you think that, but then you like second sets pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Like it may not be quite as sexy or flashy, but, um, it's getting it done. Yeah, but it does have the instrumental bears gone fishing, which I think for you probably takes some point has to take some points away. Doesn't uh, it? Oh no, I'm I'm on board with the instrumental bear competition. <laughs> Absolutely, like my, my issue is maybe the uh, the keyhole yes, or whatever. That's yeah, it. You just you're just against that. That's it. Um, uh, so, baby, spy versus spy, babies a freak show. Lines from just to the right of your keyhole. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I can see that. You understand spy that? Ver- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. I totally get it. I totally get where they're coming from. Just can't um, wrap. My- head around it harvey no no i mean it's just yeah 
they're not compared to everything else. So, um, <laughs> so they start things off with the end of stone me, which is really, really nice. Uh, and then rebirth of space wrangler, um, and then happy and, uh, going out West. And then some, I mean, the just kiss my baby is really, really good. Um, yeah. you know, the, I feel like a lot of times you get that song as a, uh, first set more of a kind of a, not a throwaway, but you know, a mm-hmm. little more, um, reserved or sort of, you know, standard, but this is a 13 minute, just kiss my baby with the, uh, night people and use me rap. And uh, mm-hmm. those are legit. I didn't, when I was listening to this yesterday or the day before, I was not like looking at the set list. So I didn't know, uh, I couldn't remember specifically that this had a night people in the use me. And I was just like, Oh man, they're getting on it. It was good <laughs> stuff. Um, and then, uh, after that, as the set uh, gets to the sort of home stretch, you get uh, Papa's Home um, and the first half of Papa's Home and then a, uh, one of, I guess, three versions of an instrumental Bears Gone Fishing. Mm-hmm. They debuted it uh, back in July of 97. Uh, and then they played it again, uh, I think, at the Gorge, maybe in 98 in the summer mm-hmm. Traveling Light Tour. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so Papa's home and a bear's gone fishing, drums back into Papa's home, um, and then a very fitting, uh, you know, fast porch song to to wrap things up. The uh, the drums is eight eight and a half minutes, and then the back part of uh, the second half of Papa's is two twenty one, and porch is three fifty nine. So they're off stage for eight and a half minutes, mm-hmm. and they can't came back on for six twenty. <laughs> yep. Um, but I'd say they make make up for it in the encore. So um, so they come out for the encore and uh, and fire things up for last dance. Goes mm-hmm. a um, Monday a mon- show Monday night. It was yep. a Monday. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's a, you're good with a, with a one song last dance encore, right? I mean, after that show. Yeah. Um, but no, the band's not done. You get a, you get Gradle and then a tall boy to wrap things up, uh, in the E one slot. And then, um, I guess JB just wasn't quite done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's such a cool thing. I mean, I, I guess that's happened. Uh, yeah, eleven six ninety seven. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like he just wasn't quite done. So it comes out for a let's get the show on the road. Uh, JB solo one song, uh, second encore. So that's about um, that's pretty good. You know that I was really into that uh, Columbia Missouri encore, the show on the road early, but I would say this might have it. Um, you know, this is a part of a, a, a tour that we've talked about at length. Um, you know, the second set when happy is, when happy is the happy is not my, not my most favorite instrumental, but when happy is the breather, um, in a second set, you know, you've, you've got something, uh, that just kissed my baby. Like you said, it's epic, great Papa's home, um, a fast, slow, fast, Encore followed up by the JB solo with let's get the show on the road. But this show comes at is the night after a one of another show that could probably could have made it. Speaking of first set, that's better than the second. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine, seven 97 uh, from Harbor lights in Boston, which is the Brantford Marsalis um, show. Um, 
which of course is the mass of Arlene picking up the pieces of Brantford. And then the second set obviously is very good too, but you could argue that the first set's even better. Yeah, but I mean, the second set, honestly, though, is ridiculous. I mean, I, it's, oh, yeah. I know it's short because I think the first set was like an hour and a half because yeah, you had all that stuff at the flip. end. Yeah, they flipped it. Um, but this is this whole run, I mean, they go Club Soda and then they play in Toronto at the Opera House, another gig in front of a pretty small audience, and then Lakewood Civic Auditorium, um, which is in the high school, I think, and then Taft, the Taft show on 912, Madison 913, Ames 915, which we played, we played a bunch of stuff from this tour. Mm-hmm. So this is the start, of, you know, right at the beginning of a really big, powerful run where the band is just on. And this show by far is the longest of the tour. Um, up until um, they get to Orlando, clocks in at 2.52, which is a pretty long show for that um, time in Panic's history. Hmm. How are you, so that's pretty – how are you getting the show times? You got that in a – Relisten.net. Re-list, oh, okay. They break it down. Okay. Yeah. That's handy. It's very uh, handy. Uh, so so that is the, uh, the eight seed, and then the, the nine seed matchup, Night three from the 2001 Pelham show. Do you have that set list? Do you want to run through that a little bit? I will in just a second. So I I listened to this show uh, today. It rained in Memphis. You know, in Memphis, it's rained 56 out of 84 days in 2020. That's two out of every three days you've had measurable precipitation. Wow. Um, So you chose, uh, you were, you were in charge of choosing the, the show for the oak mountain run and so let's just do a couple highlights from 727 previous two shows um 727 the first night uh second set disco bears gun fishing driving blight driving the waker last dance the first harder they come drums fisk fix to die low rider love tractor and then ride me high dream song encore jesus um probably one of my sec favorite second sets ever um second night postcard ophelia coconut la impossible mercy worry dear mr fantasy imitation leather shoes Donnie, that's, that's a ridiculous first set i mean that's that's in the that's in the conversation for best first sets ever easily um second set casa del grillo surprise valley down on the farm holden all-time low um arlene drums astronomy domine watchtower first watchtower in a while or, or sorry not, not in a while but since they kind of came back in the rotation after 72201 fishwater and then down, down tip of the cap to uh, mr todd nance um eight life grand encore and then we get to the third night so we're going to talk about the third night which i think is pretty representative of the shows prior to that but where do you think this slots in all time three show run it Easy, I think it's. I mean, easily top five, but I think it could. You could argue top three. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's. Yeah, it's in there. It's in that. I mean, I, I think we're. I think we can both agree. New Orleans two thousand is number one. I mean, I think yeah, you could. Yeah. I think that would be a hard argument to to make against. But uh, in terms of other three show runs, you know, if you want to pull in some a New Orleans thing, if you want or a New Year's thing, there's other New Orleans runs that are pretty good. Obviously, some of the Red Rocks we've talked about, ninety nine and two thousand. Yeah. But this is right up there. I mean, yeah. this is this is powerful stuff. Bunch of uh, you know, a couple of Mur- uh, Myrtle Beach runs. Um, oh yeah, five some... four, five five, five six, ninety nine. Yeah. 
conversation, definitely. The, some more feel. You get great theater run, no one, probably. Um, so, yeah, but no, this is, I mean, I think this is maybe the last great three night stand. And the, although yeah. I mean, the spring O2 was really special, you know, um, but as far as just like, holy crap, this has got to be right there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so first set, uh, the bow, bow legged opener, <laughs> which has this super bizarre, uh, rap by JB in it, which is pretty hysterical. Yeah. Uh, where he starts talking about his friend Joey and how this is Joey's room. And then Joey's or Joey's got all these records. He's got Al Green and Marvin Gaye. And again, I just want to say, God bless the everyday companion. Mercy, mercy me rap by JB during Bowlegged Woman. I would not say it's a rap. He just sort of mentions that there's the song, but then he also quotes a uh, Al Green song. You ought to be, uh, you ought to be with me. I think it's what he does. And uh, and then he gets out, and then it's just like this weird standalone, crazy psychedelic blues song at the start of the show. Yeah, come to a complete stop, and then there's like a thing though in Bowlegged in this one, and it, it happens other times too. But when Schools does the but there's like a thing where JB will sometimes pluck a string. Yeah. Play Wawa or something. Oh my god! Yeah. And like for some reason, like this one just today, like just stuck out so much. It's just one string and he just plucks it. <laughs> oh man! And then you know he does it, and then these uh these official recordings are super cool because they're mixed in stereo, so you and they're mixed really well with JB really up, so you can hear a lot of what's going on with the band. Um, but I like that they're mixed in stereo for sure. Um, Wrangler walking, Lily. Oh, go ahead. Sir. Well, just the one, one other thing on, on Bowlegged was um, this. It remind. I mean, are you familiar with the the ten twenty seven oh one Bowlegged from from Lakefront Arena, which was the Halloween run before Halloween in Chicago? Yeah, a little I mean, bit. I mean, that one is like, I think probably the greatest bow-legged of all time especially if you if you consider like jb's like you know freestyle part being a major um you know driver of the of the ranking of the bow-legged um because that's like just the best jb bow-legged rap ever and i think you you see because he talks about like taking a girl upstairs and playing records and he plays like different you know sings different songs and Uh it's like you see the the um the start of that in this, you know, like uh-huh. he's, he's starting to form that story uh, <laughs> in this. I don't know. I mean, for real, like you should go back. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just laughing because it's absurd. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absurd. I don't, I mean, whatever. I'm, I mean, if we're not going to talk about this, who is? Sure. I, uh, no, I just like, yeah, it's like, go, no, 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 this is Joey's room. He's got all these records. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anyways. Um, so, but it was almost like this was like a standalone song, and then like then the first set starts like for real after that. Sure. Well, um, you know, one of the things that's interesting why you know you chose this, which I mean, which means there's there's the bowlegged, and then there's some stuff in the uh, second set. But it is a bowlegged Wrangler walking, little Lily, I'm not alone, and then sleeping man, and then two of panic's best originals 
don't tell the band into visiting day um, into Henry Parsons, which again, sort of like the don't tell the band visiting day. And that's, and then North in the second set, those are three of your favorite songs. If I recall. Um, um, <laughs> so when you said two of their greatest originals, you were being, um, sarcastic. I was being, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I think they actually don't bother me because I don't ever hear them. So then it's like, it's kind <laughs> of refreshing, you know, cause I don't often listen. I don't to them. hear them because I never choose to listen to them. Right. Um, and then why don't you, uh, it's like a, you know, it's like when you pick out a dead show that's got like day job on it or something. <laughs> oh, like this song's not that bad. I mean, I only hear it, listen to it once a year. So the funniest thing, that's really funny you brought that up because I was listening to Sirius XM dead tonight when I was going to pick up dinner and, uh, it's just sometimes I listen to the listen to the dead and they play these songs that I don't really know because I skipped them so often <laughs> because they were either I was told ahead of time that they were terrible or I just listened to them once. Day job, I think, was like I think day job might be the most universally disliked jam <laughs> song ever, <laughs> because I remember when I went to college in 90s, you know, fall of 96 and met my friend Jesse, lived down the hall, had all the dead tapes, and Jesse had gone to a bunch of dead shows in 94 and 95. Um, like, even he, like, I never had tapes from the 80s, but I remember him and his other friends talking about how terrible of a song Day Job was. And, like, I think that's just one of the most universal things about in the jam band scene, that that song is just universally reviled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to, to reach that level. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, Why don't you break down the second set for us, Harvey? Yeah, so second set starts off with Traveling Light and then uh, Thought Sausage, um, Sharon into North, into Stop Breaking Down, uh, and then an interesting little combo, which I had forgotten about until I listened to it again, the uh, Pilgrim's Diner, Pilgrim's uh, Sandwich, I guess is what you would call it. and then drums. Uh, did you had were you familiar with this Pilgrims uh, split Pilgrims? Well, I think um, Relisten and Panic Stream give it the split treatment, but Companion does not. Do they? No, it does. It's on there. And I wonder if I mean it's maybe one oh, that, they, so that they've changed. Um, they should keep like a, a history of edits, you know, like if they're like a real, wiki, I don't feel like that. that real was wiki. Well, because like it's on the, if you look at the like official release, uh, panics has a, has pilgrims and the, you know, yeah. So I don't think that was there until the band put this out. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, you got to give them, it's, it becomes legitimate at that point. Right. I mean, once the band lists it on an official release, and I think I'm listening. I'm listening to it right now. Okay, because you never heard it before. <laughs> well, because I want to see if I agree with it. Okay, I mean, this would have been a great thing to do before the podcast. I don't know if I agree. No, no, I've heard, I've heard this show before, Harvey. Okay, well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess I mean, so. it's honestly, it's about as much as a Papa's Home, you know. Yeah, it starts off. It's like a code, you know. It's like a reprise or sort of a yeah. coda. It um, it's a little uh, yes, it it gets there. Mikey kind of brings it all together. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's cool. It is cool, definitely. Um, 
I wonder if it was intentional or if they just kind of started Diner too soon and he decided he wanted to go finish it up. <laughs> I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. Um, so then you get drums and then out of drums, um, I would say one of the larger, uh, probably the largest bust out to that point, um, Stir It Up, which had not been played since uh, some random date in 1986, which we're not sure. Uh, it says 1881 shows but i don't know that we know that for sure but you know somewhere north of 1600 shows since it had last been played you Um, know it's been a long time that that you played a song and you can't assign an actual date to the last time you played it um and the and this is an era um i don't know so much an era but like i feel like this whole run the the drums and bass is really really nice um and extended you know, I mean, the the drum segment itself is, mm-hmm. what, 25 minutes? But mm-hmm. I feel like um, my schools comes in at like 18 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind that. You know, it could be it can be long if, if you're going to get a third of it be uh, drums and bass jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to stir it up, I, I thought was was pretty well executed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and did they... They played it one other time. That's crazy. Um, so they played it in June of 2008 uh, at Red Rocks. So hmm. um, happy, happy St. Louis stir it up opener on 629. <laughs> 08. So makes well, sense. Yeah, makes a lot. Makes yeah. complete sense. That show also had a uh, man. What a weird show. Um, six twenty nine oh eight had a Riders on the Storm in the second set. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could you know I, uh, DJ Harry on turntables and uh, Contentment <laughs> Blues to start the second set. It's just uh yeah some weird stuff going on. Chili bowlegged chili in the first set, and oh man a Dark Day program. Woo! <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, <laughs> drums start up and then give to close out the second set and then um another uh massive encore wind cars mary climb to safety port song mm-hmm. so um good show yeah um i think you know a pretty good matchup this show um you know i think in hindsight maybe a little overseeded but then Ooh. But then I feel like when I listened to it, it was like, man, you know, this is a really good show. You know, it's not, um, you know, I think when you get into the latter parts of the band's career, at least, you know, in the first uh, iteration, you, you know, you see some set lists because you have songs in there that maybe, you know, you don't think are your favorite or whatever. Um, but the play, the quality of playing is still just top notch. And you, so, got, and you have some pretty pretty nice, you know, bust outs and, you know, good setless construction um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, I mean, you're definitely talking about it. What You're pitting a show, two shows against each other. The first one, which nobody was there for. Mm-hmm. And the second one, which everybody was there for, considering yeah. it was a summer run in Oak Mountain. Yeah. Um, the way that it's mixed... 
is you can hear or you can hear the crowd pretty well yeah. on the on the official release, which is actually kind of hilarious. There's just one girl yes. that you can hear <laughs> frequently, and when Diner starts, she's yes. like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> which. Honestly, I, I feel like it's very much a the band heard that I was like, oh, you got to put, put that in. You got to put yeah. that in there because it is. I mean, but how representative is that of the fan base? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's so perfect. <laughs> um, so I love that. But no, I mean, I think it's if I, if you're taking 729 on its own, I think 9897 is probably the stronger pick and mm-hmm. could come through. But this could also be an upset um, if people have some fondness for the Oak, have some fondness for those runs and certainly fondness for this three show run, which is definitely right up there in the, uh, all timers. Yeah. And so this is the only show from Oak mountain, which is tough. I mean, there are some great shows at Oak mountain, obviously, you know, 96 and 97, both great. Um, some great shows in, in 2000. Um, and then obviously the, the last run in Oak two, I think all of those people have super fond memories of, different nights of those runs but this night is sort of the period uh after the end of the three nights three nights um is where we're at with the nine seed so well um, we had talked about making this short and we've talked for almost an hour uh so we should uh what are we going to do are we going to play a selection from every show or you just want to play one selection from one of the shows yeah why don't we do that i feel like we're we're pretty stretched out now so yeah what's the uh What's the one selection? Well, I feel like we should. We talked about Maggot Brain, Maggot Brain, so much. I feel like yeah. we should play the Maggot Brain from. Let's do the one from Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, because maybe people haven't heard that one. Because you've got we'll do the Radio Child, Maggot Brain, Heaven, Proving Ground at the end of the second set of Seven Eleven Ninety Five, Columbia, Missouri, Blue Note at the Blue Note. Osiris.
brain is a state of mind, y'all. And then the position and condition of your ass. Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time. For y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not afraid. For I knew I had to rise above it all. A drown in my own shit. Not 
close to me. 